1: Conversations. Random, off-the-cuff discussions on all things paranormal. Welcome to Paranormal Conversations number six. On this episode, I'm joined by the ladies of the Tipsy Ghost podcast, and I'm saying I'm because unfortunately trying to get the schedules of five of us all together at the same time and on different time zones was not working out. So you were working while we were. I was I had to miss out. You did, but you were in the room next door. So (laughs) I was kind of a little bit of it. (laughs) So you were kind of there. And I, I didn't hear anything in the background. So I didn't hear you like talking, you know, on the phone to any of your clients or anything like that. So But I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. These ladies walk their talk. They don't just talk about haunted locations like Kelly and I. They actually go into them and investigate them as well. So we talk about a lot of different locations here from the Belvoir Winery, which is the episode that we're actually doing this week, which I was like, wow, what a coincidence. Synchronicity and Malvern Manor, the McIntyre Villa, Sally House. I mean, these girls have been to a lot of places. We got to get them down here to Florida. Yeah, definitely. The Tipsy Ghosts podcast launched in March of 2020 and features an interesting trio of hosts who share stories that cover a variety of interesting macabre topics that bleed into both the paranormal and true crime genres. Lindsay is a skeptic of this trio. Sarah was the first ghost hunter of the trio, and Boydston brought the trio together. These ladies not only share about haunted locations, they venture into these supposedly haunted places and share their evidence. They do it with respect and possibly a little bit of wine. Please welcome the hosts of the Tipsy Ghost Podcast. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi.
0: thanks for having
1: us. Yeah, I'm so excited to uh, talk to you guys. I, like most people who find our podcast, stumbled across you and I started listening. And there's a lot of podcasts out there that are hosted by females and they talk about true crime and they talk about ghosts, but not a whole lot of them go into the actual location. So you guys caught me when I was like, wait a minute, they actually walk the talk here. hmm. So I want to ask you. Uh, we'll go around. We'll start with Boydston first, and then you can each take your turn. And what got you into the weird stuff and the paranormal to begin with?
2: I've always been weird <laughs> from, from childhood. I've been a I've been a weird person all my life. But I saw a a spirit in not in the flesh in the in the mist whenever I was probably in fourth grade and then just intrigued ever since would watch all the shows with my mom would always be into Halloween and spooky stuff was always interested in things that other people would think are weird or not cool to be interested in like the human body or skulls or bones and things like that and luckily I I found my people who were interested in the same things
1: fellow weird kids I'm one of those too (laughs) we never grew out of it (laughs)
0: Um, and then me, I'm kind of,
3: I was more into the true crime side of things, which is how, you know, Boynton and I started talking about that. We are both weird because she saw me reading about Ted Bundy and, you know, the Golden State Killer. So I've always been more interested in that. And then, you know, they invited me to go ghost hunting and I was like, I've never been ghost hunting before. <laughs> so decided to go and I got hooked. It's just so much fun. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm probably a little more like Boydston where I grew up kind of being way more interested in scary movies than princess movies, perhaps loved Halloween, always loved the scary stuff. And uh, was always kind of looking for things to scare me. And I never really felt scared by the scary movies. So I was always looking into those kind of things. And then I had what I would consider probably my first paranormal experience as an adult, and then that kind of led me down the path of wanting to find out more. And then I found a local group that was leading investigations at the Belvoir Winery or the Oddfellows home. So that's where it started everything for me.
1: How weird, because I'm actually researching that right now. That's going to be our next episode. Well,
0: that's cool. <laughs> we go there all the time. So. We love it. <laughs> we it help looks like a cool group.
1: property. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
0: It's beautiful.
1: You mentioned uh, Ted Bundy on our last interview, the uh, brother and sister team that we talked to did an investigation at the Ted Bundy cave, which I'd never heard of before, but apparently it's a place that he hid out for a little bit and even had maybe a female body there with him. So kind of crazy stuff. So we got that going. What made you guys decide that you wanted to share it with the world in a podcast?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You go first. <laughs> oh, me. Well, actually we were driving to our first location together and it just came out during our first meeting we thought you know, it'd be really fun. We should just create a podcast, kind of joking. And then the more we talked about it, the more we realized oh, we're kind of serious. I think about this, but just feeling each other out. We didn't really know each other that well.
3: <laughs> we literally had just met <laughs> that night.
0: Lindsay, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like doing get to know you kind of things, yeah. And realized we listened to the exact same podcast and we watched the same shows and the same movies. And we're like, okay maybe, maybe we could actually do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. We did some research. Luckily Boyston did a lot of research, which mm-hmm. was helpful. And she got all the right equipment set up, all the stuff to do editing. She's really our editing person and deserves all the credit in that, in that yeah. area. <laughs> so that, that's how that all began. It just started as a conversation. And then we texted back and forth. Are we really serious about doing this? Mm-hmm. And then it just happened we just started making it happen. Yeah.
3: And our first episode came out or we recorded our first episode literally the week before lockdown. Yeah. And so, you know, we, it just kind of became our coping skill, I
1: think during lockdown.
2: Yeah. I'm a true matchmaker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking that when I saw when you guys had your first episode drop, I was like, they literally must've dropped it right when the pandemic started. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. We're lucky that we, like I mentioned earlier, we live in the same town and we can get together and we also worked in the same area. So we <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. So getting together outside of work was really not a problem. Um, so yeah, we just got lucky in that area.
1: I've always referred to myself as an open-minded skeptic uh, because I don't normally just run right to, oh, something unexplained happened. It's got to be paranormal or a ghost or something. I, I try to figure out what could that be. So Lindsay, you come into this as a total skeptic. And I know over the years and doing the investigations that I've done, I definitely have tipped the scale more towards the believer from the skeptic. How has that been working for you?
3: Well, I love the phrase open-minded skeptic. So I'm probably going to steal that from you now. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Um, So I was probably like, I'd say a non-believer when we first started this, you know, I enjoyed watching the shows like everybody does, you know, the ghost hunting shows, but I thought it was all for TV. We've been to gosh, at least 20 plus places now um, over the course of two and a half years and have had some experiences. You know, we listened to all of the evidence hours and hours and hours of white noise footage, to <laughs> yeah. listen for one bang or one EVP. Yeah. So I feel like I've become a little bit more open to it now. I'm still a skeptic. I think I will, I'm
0: still a skeptic at heart, but I
3: am not so much as no, there's nothing out there.
0: <laughs> you can, you can see us shaking our head because she's had some pretty profound experiences mm-hmm. And is still saying, <laughs> I'm still I
3: am the first to debunk it. Like, I will always try to debunk whenever something happens. They're immediately like, oh my gosh, did you see that? I'm like,
2: well, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I definitely can, uh, I can see you feeling that way. I know when you watch stuff on TV, it's like, is that edited in a certain way? Right, exactly. You know? And then you do it for yourself. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, that flashlight, I didn't turn that on it turned itself on and I asked something that I can't see to turn it on and it did it when I asked it to do it and then it turned it off when I asked it to do it maybe mm-hmm. there is something to this but then I still in the back of my mind always go is there really something between the battery heating up and hitting the thing and it just mm-hmm. happens to be just right but I've never been a person for coincidences so there yeah. you go uh you guys use a variety of equipment do you have a favorite piece of equipment
2: you want to go first boyston um, I've got a few. I think that the recorder is perfect because it's really hard to dispute. like if you leave it in an empty building that you know is empty and no one is in there and you even leave, you you' you're, it's just your recorder in the building it's really hard to dispute something saying a word that you can actually understand. It's like, well, where did that come from? Um, so I love a good recorder. We have recently gotten into um, the phasma box with box, which is similar to an ovulus. It just, um, you hear the words instead of read them. Um, and I think that's pretty interesting, but honestly it's cliche, but your, your best tool is your body. And if you're in tune and if you can get yourself to that, to that spot, um, to where you're open, um, I think you can experience quite a bit.
3: I love a good cat ball because I think they are <laughs> so fun. <laughs> um, and those are pretty, they're the easiest thing to see a reaction from, you know, they light up and it's hard to miss if something moves. I also kind of like Boyson said, like the, um, why did I just blank? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I like that because we have the noise canceling headphones. And so say I'm listening to it. I can't hear a word that they're saying or asking the spirits and getting to kind of listen back and hear if we're getting intelligent responses. I like that.
1: So are you doing that kind of like the Estes method where Mm -hmm. you're, you're okay, cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. I know this is not going to be original, but I love the Phasma Box also. <laughs> I love uh, speaking tools. So, Ovulus, Spearbox, um, apps on phones. I really like them all. I like to feel like I am actually communicating back and forth. Uh, oddly enough, I'm terrible at, at hearing. I, my hearing is poor, but I can always hear whispers. <laughs> She's got spirit ears. And I'm always saying, did you hear that? So back to the recorders, the recorders always back me up. So I got to have that on my favorite list because I'll say, did you hear that? They always say no. And on the recorder, you can hear it every time. And
3: I had to come back and apologize. I was like, okay, (laughs) every time you heard something, I heard something on the recorder. True.
1: Well, especially when you're podcasters, the recorder is so great for so many things. First of all, if you have somebody who's touring you around, you get the history and you can go back and listen to it. And then, like you said, there's a lot of times we haven't even been specifically investigating a place. We've just been doing a tour and we'll get evidence and be like, oh, that was really cool because we caught an EVP doing that. So that's one of the reasons why I love the recorder. But as you said, Boydston, my most profound experiences stink because there's something that you can't share scientifically. It's like, I saw something, I felt something, and people are just going to have to believe me because I can't share it with them. Yes. Um, Sarah, I love that you said when you're listening back to the recorder, you can't hear very well, but you'll hear a whisper. And I sometimes wonder if it's not a psychical connection that we're having, because when I'm listening back, I'll sometimes be like, wait a minute, there was something there, even though it's not clear, I have to really crank it to hear it. It's almost like something subconsciously has heard there's something there. And then I go back and listen to it. Do you feel like as you guys are doing more and more investigating that your psychical abilities are getting honed a little bit?
0: I definitely think that that's happening to all of us, and and actually that we pointed that out after one of our recent investigations because I want to say maybe three or four times in real time I could hear it, and that's that's where my hearing is the worst because I can put headphones in and listening to recorders and do pretty good, but in real time I struggle if there's background noise and whatnot. So the fact that I was hearing whispers there and calling them out on the recorder Um, in that episode mm-hmm. during our Wyatt Toodle episode. We were talking about how, well, maybe that means that maybe I'm a little bit more in tune than I thought I was, or maybe that's getting stronger. I'm not really sure. Yeah.
3: Well, and you've always been like, she's our sensor, you know, like she feels things the easiest. I feel like you're kind of more connected to the spirit world. So whenever we're on investigations, I'm always like, where, where do you want to go? Where are you getting a vibe? <laughs> just follow her around because she's always
2: kind
3: of, I feel like I had that connection yeah. there.
2: I think I was the one that kind of brought it kind of to, to the surface where yeah. we can, where we can talk about it and understand. But if you are one that believes that maybe the the otherworldly side is on just a different little bit of a plane than we are, mm-hmm. I think Sarah's more in tune with and can hear that, that plane better than Lindsay or I can. And over the years, um, I want to say that, you know, I've become more in tune, but honestly, I haven't, I feel like I've stayed kind of the same. I'm the one that feels Mm -hmm. things sort of physically, you know, I'll get chest pain, I'll get a headache. Mm -hmm. I'll, um, you know, feel something touching my arm or things like that. And I know we go to a lot of um, public investigations and those are the kind of people that we, you know, we don't make fun of, but we laugh at like, Oh, yep. There's that person who, who feels everything, but, I don't <laughs> call it out all she the time. She does call it out. <laughs> I just secretly feel something and I'll tell them later because I don't yes. want to be that person. <laughs> but um, honestly, I have always wished that I could... Hear things or see things a lot better, so I'm very envious of Sarah. The <laughs> first place that we went to together, our first, the first night that they ever, oh met my gosh, yes, was the Sally House. And yeah. now knowing we didn't know Lindsay was a skeptic or a non-believer yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. and knowing that now, I just cannot imagine what she was thinking because we were banished to the basement because Sarah was loud. <laughs> it's a long story. And we were banished to the basement, which is great because that's, that's where they we say to go. you know this portal to hell is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're just sitting in these folding chairs in, in the corner of the Sally house basement and Sarah is sitting there and she's like, Oh, I see kids peeking out from under the stairs. And she's like, Oh, you don't see those kids. Like there's people peeking out. And I'm like, well, I mean, I think, I think something's <laughs> holding my hand. She was having a whole
3: experience. I'm just <laughs> sitting just, there. It's
2: just fascinating. I cannot imagine
3: what Lindsay was thinking at the time. Well, I'm sitting in between them and Sarah just reaches over and takes my hand and she's just... Talking to you know these spirits that you were seeing, and I'm like,
0: what is happening? I'm to be honest though, I was a little <laughs> bit nervous because I didn't understand fully either what was happening. And again, the recorder backed me up on this one, mm-hmm. so I'm very grateful that when we reviewed it, we got quite a bit of pretty good evidence EVPs really down there. So yes, that was a good
1: time. <laughs>
3: And I still wanted to hang out with them after
1: that. (laughs) They didn't scare you away.
3: They didn't scare me away. I was like, well, that was unusual, but I'll do it again.
1: (laughs) That's what Kelly is for me. I say I'm as sensitive as a rock, Uh but she'll pick up on stuff. So if she says, I feel like we should go into this room or we need to investigate over here. I'll just follow her. Yep. That's what I do. (laughs) That's usually, and usually she's right on. We'll pick up something in there or whatever it's interesting that you mentioned the Sally house. Cause that was one of the places I was going to ask you guys about, because I mean, you hear that place is just crazy yeah. with activity. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to astonishing legends, but I know that they left a recorder in one of the rooms and they got this screaming EVP on it. That's creepy as all get out. Did you guys feel kind of creeped out being there?
2: So we've been there twice. Mm-hmm. The first time we went there was probably, I think collectively our better time. Um, and for evidence, for for evidence, at least, and honestly, feeling, feeling a presence, feeling anything, um, that is not quite right. And we went there in January. It was right after new year's. We went there, one of our other locations canceled, so we needed a backup. Luckily we're very close to Atchison, Kansas, and we were able to book the Sally house and go there for a private Mm -hmm. and, Unfortunately, this time the basement was off limits for safety reasons. I'm a n- notoriously a rule follower. I will mm-hmm. not, if there's a sign posted to not do something, I won't do it. <laughs> so there was a sign posted not to go in the basement. And I was like, well, darn it, we can't go in the basement. <laughs> and that's where last time we got the most um, profound evidence. And mm-hmm. so it's just, I don't know if. Um, that kind of ruined it for us the second time, or if really the basement's kind of the key to the Sally house, but that's, that's what I would go with. But the second time we were there, when we <clears throat> couldn't go in the basement, we
3: stayed the night and I can always sleep at these haunted locations. Mm-hmm. Um, but that night I did not sleep at all. I was up the entire night, just feeling uncomfortable. I just couldn't sleep. Yeah. I can vouch for that. Cause we share an air mattress. <laughs> So you felt me tossing and turning until I think it was 536 in the morning before I fell asleep. So there, I had that experience where I just like, didn't feel right. Didn't yeah. Feel tell her
0: though why you think maybe you didn't, cause you just <laughs> found out though about that, the death there, the death
3: there. Oh yes. So, um, in the Sally house, you know, the basement, like we said, is the most haunted location we feel at yes. least. And there's a pentagram that's kind of carved into the concrete mm-hmm. there. So we are sleeping in the living room. That's literally right above that. Um, and then there was some signs posted as well that they think someone died on the stairs uh, leading down to the basement. And so we were literally sleeping right next to the staircase and right above the pentagram. And I just she was not feeling say. it.
2: <laughs> Lindsay herself was Actually, sleeping directly above the pentagram. I was on a nice, comfy couch (laughs) to the side. Sarah (laughs) was next to her, but she was—if you look at the floor floor plan—she was directly above the pentagram. Mm -hmm. Which, honestly, I feel like she'll um, negate this to this day. But I think that's pretty (gasps) compelling that she actually felt something. Because she doesn't. She doesn't Mm -hmm. feel things um, touch her. She doesn't feel her dream is to have her hair pulled. I've never (laughs) been touched. Never. (laughs) She doesn't feel these things like Sarah and I do. And so, so jealous. (laughs) I think that to have some sort of energy take over her and to have her not be able to sleep, I think it's pretty compelling, especially for her who feels nothing.
1: I agree. And uh, it took me probably three years before I got touched for the first time. And uh, oh,
3: yeah. that's encouraging. <laughs> it
1: was, it was an interesting experience. I mean, at first I was really freaked out about it. And then after that, I was like, wow, that was really cool. Especially it was this location, it's called the Exchange Hotel in Virginia. It had been a hospital during the civil war. It it had this train station or depot that was next to it and they'd stacked up bodies in there and we were in there and we hadn't had anything going on at this location. And we'd driven from Florida overnight there. And I was like, you know, we drove all this way and we're barely getting the dousing rods to move. And yeah. so it was towards the end of the evening and we walked in there and uh yeah, I got touched and it, it was enough that it, it touched the back of my head. It went all the way down my arm. And then we actually had one of the ghost hunters, Daryl Marston was there and he had a piece of equipment that they use on the show. So he brought it over and he was like, we're getting some readings here. So I was like, okay, I'm not just imagining it. And yeah. I always thought, gosh, I'm really going to freak out if I ever get touched by a ghost, but it was pretty cool. Now I've never seen one, at least not in a physical form. So I, I don't know if that'll ever happen.
2: We, Sarah and I have experienced things. Lindsay wants to, her, she will believe when she sees a full body apparition come in front of her and then dissipate <laughs> right in front of her face. That, that's the only time she will become an actual believer. And even then, I think she might call herself an open-minded skeptic. <laughs> um, but I think that's the hard part is like our expectations now for doing this 20 plus mm-hmm. investigations, mm-hmm. our expectations are higher and higher. So we are no longer satisfied with a rogue EVP or maybe feeling, uh, you know, cobwebs on our and one place. We want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And I think the hard part is that the more you want it to happen, the more it's not going like to happen. To, hard to get it. You have to relax. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm.
1: When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangee Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangee Law Firm has an office in Wichita, Kirk Stangey, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. I think one of the things that that kind of lends us to then is to be able to do a little bit more experimenting. Like I love watching kindred spirits because you get some great ideas for let's try this and see what happens because yeah, like you said, I mean, you go into a place and it's like, Oh, we caught another EVP. That's cool. But yeah, we've, we've caught one everywhere we've got or whatever. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it does seem like each time you go someplace, you're expecting something more and more and more. So along those lines, we like to ask people, when it comes to a ghost, uh, what are your theories on on what is a ghost? And it can be whatever you want to describe it as or multiple things. Let's start with Lindsay.
3: Whoa, I have to come up with an answer. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is a ghost? That is an excellent question that I don't know if I have an answer for because I am, you know, the skeptic and oh, uh, you put me on the spot. So I'm, I know I'm a skeptic as far as like ghosts and the paranormal, but I am a believer in like, demonology and demons and things like that, which I think is part of the reason why Sally House might've affected me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of me feels like, you know, ghosts, you know, the friendly spirits could be some negative forces at play that are trying to trick you and manipulate you and thinking that it's, you know, your loved one, but it's not. So I think that's part of it. Other parts, I I
0: don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can define it. It's interesting, because I'm kind of different. I don't necessarily believe in demons, um, demonology. I mean, I believe, maybe that they could exist. And I've definitely seen some compelling stories about possessions, etc, that are very interesting to read about. But you know, watch these shows and they go places and it's always evil from 3 a.m. on. And it's like, is it really? So yeah. I think there's so much to to still learn about paranormal and the metaphysical world that that's, what's so interesting to me. Um, Boyston and I, for sure, are, are, we have science-based backgrounds. Everything's pretty factual. So striving to learn about the facts in this area is really exciting to me. So that's, I think why we keep looking for evidence in all these places Um, And I think that's why it doesn't really scare us. And everybody always asks us, aren't you terrified to go in these places? And I'm like, no, it's so cool. We go there, we're learning about these things. We're trying to collect evidence, spirits, whatever we want to call them. Um, Maybe they're souls of people who have passed, maybe they're uh, souls from a different dimension in a time slip. Maybe we're seeing things in a parallel universe. Maybe we're the ones that are Spirits. I mean, there's so many different things that could be happening in this. Different types of explanations. If you listen to everybody's explanations, but I think is really cool.
2: I love to spiral on this topic. <laughs> so I think the shortest answer is: I think ghosts are bursts of energy, and whether they're um, energy that is a soul, it's hard to say. Um, I think that you know we always define them as what transient Mm -hmm. or, um, Oh gosh, I was just going to say it residual, residual Residual energy. Yeah. So I feel like anything residual is just kind of like a time loop. They're just Mm -hmm. playing over and over again. And sometimes you get lucky and you get to see it or hear it, whatever happened X number of years ago, it's happening again, or you have something that can come and go, um, regardless of what the situation is. And that's where you have the intelligent spirits and things that can respond to you um, and respond to your requests. I think, I think that's probably the, the simplest is just energy. And that's why sort of the, the scientific um, things like a, an EMF recorder or an EMF meter and um, different tools work. But I also think, you know, along the line, I think I fall between the two of them. I definitely believe in ghosts, but I also believe in demons. And I personally, I never want to play with the darker side. I love skulls and bones, but I don't want to, you know, have a ritual. I don't do anything like that. I don't I don't mess with that. I, in fact, they'll attest to it. I have a three growl rule. If mm-hmm. we hear with our own ears, three growls, if we're in a location, I'm like, I need to leave this <laughs> out. This Good day. idea.
1: That's yeah. something to mess
2: with. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it, it's hard to pinpoint. And that's, of course, what all skeptics will say is like, there's no scientific um, basis behind this. You can't, you can't reenact this. You can't recreate it. Um, but I think that's all that's the the excitement behind it is you never know what's gonna happen. So it could be different dimensions and different time slips, and we're slipping in between. Maybe, like Sarah said, we're the ghosts, and so some other dimension is living their lives, and we're just out here yelling, Hey, is anyone there? What's your name? And they're like, Oh, I don't know, air. My name is X. So I don't know. I just think it's exciting. It's exciting about all the the potential answers that it could be I think is exciting that we don't know and I think that's what kind of keeps every everybody engaged
1: yeah I always say you know you see that ghost over there in the Victorian dress and then they're looking over at us going you're wearing t-shirts and jeans what in the world is going on here I <laughs> have name? like some kind of- yeah <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen the meme on Facebook that's like how come you never hear a ghost that says, It's Britney, bitch, you know? It's always some old, you know, period ghost or something. I run the gamut like you guys. Uh, I believe it's a possibility of all different things. I think it is all different things. And at one time, we might be interacting in one way, another time this way. I do believe that there are demonic and uh, evil things out there. For me, I can't look out in the world and not see that the way things are going. But I think a lot of what you get out of a place is what you bring into it. Like you'll watch Zach Bagans go into a place and he's having things push him and punch him and, you know, possess him and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, well, it's because you're going in there with that energy. We've never so far, we've been in places with bad characters, mm-hmm. like jails and stuff. We've had, uh, you know, Kelly's had her hair pulled and stuff like that. And we've had to tell them, you know, stop doing that. But I don't think we've ever had a negative experience. And as you said, Sarah, we have yet yeah, people are like, what's the scariest place you've been in? And I'm like, I can't answer it because so far I haven't been in what I think is a scary place. You know, I, I walked into Waverly Hills and I was a little apprehensive, but I had the coolest experience there hearing an audible dog whine three times. And it was one of the first time, I think it was the first time I ever heard anything audibly. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that was the coolest experience I've ever had. So for me, Waverly is a cool place. You know, I, I wouldn't be scared of that. So I think a lot of it's whatever you bring into that place. Right. You guys have talked about seeing a ghost. Boytsen, you talked about burst of energy. I know you're in this area. Have you guys been to the McPike Mansion? We have oh. not been there yet. All right. You we need to go been. there. Okay. <laughs> because this is the place that I quote unquote say, I've seen a ghost only not in physical form. It's the only time I've ever seen a spirit manifest itself as a color. And what was really cool about it is that as I'm seeing this blob of purple that's kind of spiraling in front of me and getting bigger and then it gets smaller and it keeps going at first as the open-minded skeptic, I'm going, okay, they turned all the lights out and my eyes are doing something wonky because they're right. trying to get acclimated to the fact that I can't see my hand in front of my face. Mm-hmm. But it, it went on for like 15 minutes. And then wow. uh, we had a, a woman there was who was a shaman and she, she was telling us about the different spirits and how each one of them manifests as a different kind of color. So she gets to talk about this Gertrude who manifests as purple. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm seeing purple. And then there were two other women there. Kelly was one of them. And then there was another girl sitting kind of looking in the direction that I was. And they both were saying, we see the purple in front of you too. So it was like, wow. So that was a really cool experience because I was like, I think I'm kind of seeing a spirit. They're just manifesting in a different way. And now every time we go into a place, I'm always like, can you manifest as a color? It's never happened (laughs) in any other place, but... So you guys need to check that out. Some other places that you've been to, uh, the McIntyre Villa. We have not been there. Have, don't know much about it. What is that place like?
2: Oh, that is one of our <laughs> one of our favorites. favorite places. Yeah. Not only is there the owner Stephanie amazing, but it's got just kind of a. a a kind of a benign history. I don't think a whole lot of people died there. Um, it was. It's in Atchison, Kansas, which is a small town, America. Um, it just happened to have some owners with a lot of money. But what gets it is um, there was a suicide there by one of the, the one of the people that lived there, and then also allegedly, not confirmed, there may have been um, underground abortions performed. And the thing about the McIntyre Villa is that you can feel, Sarah and I can feel a difference Mm -hmm. whenever we walk in there. It's, it's almost palpable in every single room that we go in, we feel something, Mm -hmm. which for her is pretty easy. For me, it's not that simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, you know, I have to open my door and be, be receptive, but even without opening my door, I can feel like there's a different sort of energy here. Um, and I actually had one of my most scary, there's, there's not a place that, I, that we've gone that I would never go back to because it was just so terrifying. I just don't get scared like that. But one of the most profound experiences I've had, um, that was not actually seeing something is whenever we were at McIntyre Villa in the basement, it's like, um, it's half concrete, half dirt floor. in um, mm-hmm. where these alleged, maybe, maybe not abortions happened. And I go down there, and I'm usually the person who I don't let them go to bed. We have to stay up until four a.m. <laughs> or maybe six a.m. We have to stay up, and we have to do things. It has to be regimented. We she have to is keep pushing going, us to stay going. awake. <laughs> but I was down there, and I suddenly just something clicked, and I felt absolutely terrified. It's really ho- Lindsay and I were just talking about this. It's really hard to describe, but. There was something that happened that just shut me down. I no longer wanted to investigate. I didn't participate in any of the questions. Like we went to different there, it's it's sectioned off by I don't know six different rooms. Mm-hmm. Um we went to at least four of them, and I didn't ask any questions. I was just standing in a corner, silent, almost paralyzed with fear. And it, it just doesn't happen for me. And so um, that night, it was our first time there. And that night, whenever we tried to go to bed, they were on their air mattress. I was on my comfy couch <laughs> and I couldn't fall asleep like I had taken my sleeping medicine. I had, I had done everything correct in the world, including (laughs) drink some alcohol, which makes you sleepy. (laughs) I could not fall asleep for the life of me. And I just feel like there is something negative that I don't know, just like attached itself, not necessarily attached, but just like was, was present that Mm -hmm. I, my body wouldn't let me relax because I was afraid I would be attacked. So that's sort of the history mm-hmm. with McIntyre. I would recommend it to anybody who wants to get involved with the paranormal. I think, um, you know, this is a, a spicy topic to get into, but <laughs> I would almost say that it's more haunted than the Sally house, which is just down the street from McIntyre Villa.
3: And we got lots of evidence from that place as well. We got, you know, footsteps. So it was a private, we had the place to ourselves. It's huge. And we got footsteps when we were downstairs. Um, we were in the child's room, which has all of these creepy dolls in it. We had the door closed and we literally saw like a shadow moving underneath the door in the hallway, like pacing Whoa. forth mm-hmm. in front of the door. Um,
2: And she still doesn't believe
0: (laughs) this was the place I was telling you where she had the most profound experience downstairs in the basement. The second time we went back.
2: Oh my gosh. And she
0: didn't even tell us about it. We heard about it on the quarter
2: because I
3: I saw a shadow down there. Um, I was taking pictures and, you know, trying to get some orbs and I, they were in another one of those concrete rooms and I turned and there was like just a black mass over my, left shoulder over here. Just a
2: casual black mass.
3: (laughs) And I kinda like
1: I see those all the time. Like
3: (laughs) Yeah, happens all the time. I kind of like blinked and it was gone. (laughs) Like it was like of, you know, second. And so I didn't tell them because I knew last time we were there, she didn't sleep and she was paralyzed by fear. So I was like, <laughs> if I tell her there was a shadow here, she's not going to sleep again. So I didn't tell them until a week later.
2: You get paralyzed by <laughs> fear one time. Yeah. <laughs> you lose all your privileges.
3: She was like, don't you ever keep something from me like that again? I was like, okay, lesson learned. <laughs> so we did get lots of the evidence there, um, but it's just a fun place to go.
1: Well, and let's face it, the Sally house basically looks like a regular house. Whereas the McAteers, it's a Victorian type mansion, isn't it? It's
0: yeah. So beautiful. beautiful. And it's well taken, it's well care, taken of care of on the inside. It's just, it's in great shape. It's got a great history. Like she mentioned, it's got a great owner. It's like the perfect setup for if you just want to go for a couple with a couple of friends overnight,
2: mm-hmm. its
0: it's awesome. It's a good experience.
3: Don't go in the summer
0: because there's no AC. (laughs) We learned that the hard way. Here it's like a hundred plus degrees in (laughs) Kansas city in the summer. So.
1: (laughs) I know you guys did the the Malvern Manor too. Is that correct? Oh, you're
3: mm-hmm. listing
2: all of my favorite
3: places. <laughs> we just returned to Malvern Manor as well. We yeah. went
2: there. They're like, where do you want to go for your birthday? I said, Malvern Manor, of mm-hmm. course. Um, Malvern Manor is interesting because it's been everything. It's mm-hmm. been a hotel. It's been... Um, a, kind of an old folks home, home yeah. but it's also been a group home for m- mentally unwell Tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also some, some darker history behind it, but Malvern Manor, we haven't, we've, we were in the Midwest, we don't have a huge budget, so we stay in the Midwest, Um, but it's probably one of the most haunted places that we have been to in, in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite places. Oh, easily. And I know
0: I mentioned, I don't necessarily believe in demons or demonic spirits, but I definitely believe in negative spirits and, and bad spirits. Um, just like there's, you know, not great people in the world. There's probably not great spirits hanging out either. Um, And I could not pinpoint what happened to me, but I had the same experience that these two are describing when they could not sleep, um, the first time that we were there. And that, that was truly just a big challenge for me. Mm -hmm. First time it's ever happened. Um, we went to bed like normal. We had a pretty good investigating night. Actually, I think that was the first time I ever felt physical symptoms, nausea, headache, that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which, you know, you can kind of explain away. You're like, oh, I'm fine. Everything will be okay. We had spent some time in Rebecca's room and mm-hmm. she had some challenges with what was the hair pulling trick, trichotillomania. Trichotillomania. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we were in there talking for a long time and then we, I started getting headache and nausea and we decided it was time to go to bed. By that time, Woodson had already checked out because of the three growls. So it was over for we her. had a three growl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we went to bed and I just, could not sleep. And not only that, but I was so miserably uncomfortable, like heart racing. I felt sweaty. Um, my, my heart was in my throat. I'd get up to go to the bathroom. I felt nauseous all night. Like it sounds like your Apple watch was telling you. (laughs) Oh yeah. So my heart, you can check your heart rate on your watch and just, laying there. My heart rate was like 120, 130. I'd get up to, wow. go to the bathroom as 140. I'm like, I am not well, this <laughs> yeah. is not well. And I felt so anxious and I knew I did. And I thought every time I'd close my eyes that I'd open them and somebody would be standing there or that people were walking in the hallways. Cause Malvern, the way it's set up is you have a home base, the only area that's heated, we're really air conditioned. Um, and so that's where we were, but it's kind of settled in between two long hallways, really. So those are kind of open. Um, so at any time, I felt like somebody was walking in the hallways or was going to be in my face as soon as I uncovered and I don't cover when I sleep, but I did that night. I tried to, um, even at one point, I thought I'm just going to go out and sleep out in the car. Mm-hmm. I don't care how bad it is. I'm just so miserable, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Luckily the second time we went back, I did not have that
2: experience. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And again, I I don't know if it, the owners make the location, but Josh Heard, who owns Malvern Manor, he is
1: awesome. amazing. Yeah. He's, He's awesome. my friend. I love, him. Oh, we love I, Josh, <laughs> I love him.
2: He didn't get it for me specifically. I think he just had it in the office But the last thing we yeah. there is for my birthday and he brought yeah. me um, out. He's like, I got something for you. And he yes. goes in his office and he brings out this bag bag of shots. And I was like, thank you, Josh. You're great. Um, but Just Lindsay, you. Lindsay also saw a shadow there. Yeah, she did. Oh gosh. Wow. Okay.
1: So <laughs> Lindsay's like, oh, I've never seen a ghost, but you sure have seen a lot of shadows. <laughs> we,
2: were, we were filming a TikTok about Britney Spears. Yes. Funny enough. I was <laughs>
1: dancing.
3: I forgot about that part <laughs> um and it was in the staircase i am the first to explain away a shadow though because i'm like it's pitch black dark my eyes are playing tricks on me they're trying to see something that's not there she, they don't like it
2: <laughs> that's she exactly keep right the I'm corner trying she just to casually see. like they're dancing with you know they're britney spears i refuse to be on tiktok for <laughs> unimportant reasons, <laughs> but they're just, you know, I'm filming the TikTok and I'm by the doorway that she sees a shadow from Behind you, and they're, they're just dancing. And she's like, oh, I just saw a shadow and <laughs> continues dancing. I was like, I'm sorry, go ahead. What'd you say? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's wild. It's again, just like, just like McIntyre, the energy that you feel there is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And of course we give Lindsay a hard time, but I think she's helped us. Um, she's helped me kind of ground myself because anytime that we hear or feel or experience something, I instantly want to think, oh, that's a spirit. That's what we want to be after. And then half a second later, I'm like, well, maybe it's this or this or that. And I think she's helped to ground Sarah and I, and I don't know, we've kind of met in the middle along the way. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a really profound place because there's so many different spirits in there from all different age groups, different time periods. You've still got blood on some of the walls there. You've got the area up in the attic, which is just weird. And so, yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on there for sure. Right.
2: Right. uh, she's got our our mental health background. And so I thought it would be really cool for her to hang out with one of the spirits that was known um, from the mental health side of things. And I don't know, I feel like we got a couple of good EVPs EVPs with you in there with them. Mm -hmm. Just talking
3: to them, yeah.
1: Very cool. So you guys have talked about a lot of the favorite places that you've investigated. Do you have a dream place that you haven't investigated yet?
2: Yes. I <laughs> would love to go to it's uh, I mean there's an entire list I can, I can never pick just one but I like um Eastern State Penitentiary I would love mm-hmm. to go there Waverly mm-hmm. I am so okay. jealous that you got to go there <laughs> and
1: then P- P- Paveglia Pavaglia. Uh, I've driven past that I didn't stop ah. on it
3: right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um mine is um Waverly Hills is one of them um Alcatraz is a big one. Cause I love jails, love jails.
2: be I want to be in jail.
3: <laughs> be in jail. <laughs> um, and then, um, the conjuring house, I think would be my
0: third one. We have to do three. I just had, two. I did three cause she did three. I'm a follower. <laughs> okay. Well, my two cause I'm different. Uh, well, not really. Cause I'm going to say Waverly though. Of course I want to go to Waverly. Yeah. Also, I want to go, I know they're having some struggles with ownership, et cetera. So yeah. I really want to get there before it's not even a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> I know. So we're going to have to put that on our radar here fairly soon. Not to speed that one up. But my, my big one is I really want to go to Salem and turns out we are in October. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited.
1: We're just going to miss you. We're going to be there in August.
0: Oh, really? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Kelly's son has been dying to go. So we're like, oh, we'll take you up to Salem. So we're going to road trip up there.
0: It's such a beautiful place. I went when I was like in, gosh, early junior high. So I don't really remember it much, but I have kind of a big birthday coming up this year. <laughs> so that was my big excitement that I really want to go to. Mm-hmm. And she
3: <laughs> was probably a witch in her past life. So <laughs> yes, they <laughs>
0: They tease me all the time. I said that the very first time we met after I drank several glasses
1: of wine. And I'll never live it down. <laughs> you have it up on your website too. So yeah, she
0: yeah. I she did the website.
3: <laughs> They're like, I was like, I need a bio for you. They're like, just do whatever. I, know, I was whatever. like, well then I'm
0: doing what I want to put. <laughs> and I it. like, oh, now it's there. It's out there. <laughs> it's there for the world.
1: Lindsay, you said you like jails. Have you guys done the squirrel cage jail?
3: Yes, I love the squirrel cage jail. Okay.
1: That is our favorite place to investigate. We've gotten the most evidence there. We love that place.
3: We got a lot of good evidence there, too. Lots of footsteps. We were the only ones there, um, and we were on the bottom level in you know individual cells, and we were just listening to footsteps and doors clanging and keys mm-hmm. jingling. Shadows. Not only that,
2: but we saw, we recorded mm. on video shadows mm. passing in front of the oh, window. Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. She conveniently forgets it, but she saw <laughs> shadows. It's just, it's fascinating. Squirrel Cages is excellent. We love
3: them. We've been to Missouri State Pen as well. Twice. Which we love that place too. That yeah. is
0: huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Back to Squirrel Cage, though. That was one of the only places where I feel like I've had, like, this makes me, Sound crazy, but I feel like I've had like visions of people there, Um, lots of men, shocking. Uh, like trying to say something at the same time. I remember even saying this in a recording over and over because it was really profound. They were just talking to me constantly. I couldn't understand what anybody was saying. They were just like excited to hear somebody could hear what they were saying or something. That's what I felt like. And so they just kept talking and talking. I kept saying, I don't know what you're
1: saying.
2: Mm (laughs) I can't hear you. That's probably what I
0: said. (laughs) One at a time.
2: (laughs) See, Sarah's fascinating to me because we, Sarah and I talk about opening our doors and it's just, you know, the uh, simple, process of kind of becoming more mindful and one with the location that we're at and we just open and let the spirits come to us. We say we're available if you want to talk to us, if you want to experience anything through us, you just let us know we're here for you. And a few times Sarah said, yeah, when I opened my door, I had this vision Mm -hmm. and she'll always have this extravagant story (laughs) of a vision. And I was like, (laughs) no, I wish I would. I would just open my door and see myself opening the door and spirits coming to me, but she has something a lot
0: more profound. I do. I have a very specific vision that happens when I open the door.
2: And then when I end up
0: where I am in the location, sometimes things happen and sometimes they don't. And that's just the way that it goes. But Mm -hmm. for the longest time, I didn't even say anything because I knew how it sounded
3: When I'm saying these things, that was what was going to drive us away
0: (laughs) after everything else. (laughs) But once I realized it was a safe space, I felt, uh, you know, able to talk about how I felt a little bit more freely.
1: Well, ladies, this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed hearing your stories and getting to know you and seeing the faces that go with the voices that I've been (laughs) listening to. Why don't you let the listeners know where they can find out more about you guys and listen to your podcast?
3: It's going to be me. It's going to be me. All right. <laughs> so you can go to uh, the We have all of our socials linked from there. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of it. So you can find our socials from there. You'll find our episodes from there. You can listen to our episodes,
0: Spotify, Apple, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts at. as well as some evidence that we post on the, um, any of the socials really, but mm-hmm. the website as well.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me. And uh, looking forward to maybe we'll get to hang out sometime in the future and do a little investigating together. That would be fun. If you ever come down to Florida, let us know. We'll show you some places. Oh, Absolutely. We would love that. would be great. Kelly, that was a lot of fun. I really wish you could have been there with us. As do I. And they were sipping cocktails while we were talking. So maybe we were all a little tipsy by the end there. <laughs> Perhaps. I didn't get a chance to ask them if they've run into any drunk ghosts. We didn't have time, but. Spirits enjoying spirits. Exactly. I mean, the tipsy ghost, isn't that what you're saying? Drunk spirits. I want to thank you guys for joining us for this paranormal conversation. I've been your host, Diane. And this has not been Kelly. <laughs> you take care now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.